0: We'll mm-hmm. Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host Eric Tate. We have an incredible show for you this week. The main event is Pete Scarino, better known to many of you as Pause Magic, a social media superstar who not only has a boatload of followers but the skills to pay the bills. Nick Lacapo stops by the show to discuss the featured product of the week from Bill Goldman. Before all of that, we kick things off with one of our quick fire segments where your favorite magicians discuss the literature they would love to be lost at sea with. This week, book reviewer from Gina Magazine and the unbelievable performer Francis Menatti joins me for Desert Island Magic Books. Francis Minotti, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for Desert Island Magic Books. All right, you wash up on a desert island with one magic book, but it's made of Tyvek, so it's not going to fall apart in the wind and the rain and the sand. What is your Desert Island Magic Book?
1: Oh, just one. Okay, see, before I thought we were going to do three, but one. All right. Well, um, uh, the first one I would probably go to would be uh, uh, Strong Magic. Because um, I mentioned, I I, t- I talk to people about this all the time. It's mm-hmm. a great theory book that is not, it's not a single trick in it, but it's a really, it's a good, for me, I don't care about the tricks as much as I care about, I would like to have an idea of who I am mm-hmm. and use who I am to create or adapt the pieces of magic that I want to show people. Yeah. But also, if I'm on a desert island, island who am I showing tricks to anyways? So. Okay,
0: so I will say uh, the yeah. in the sort of, as this question and segment has evolved, uh, we have determined that the island has like a resort with laypeople and food and restaurants um, and entertainment for yourself, and so you're going to be alive. And then it has a magic shop, so you have access to gimmicks and uh, okay. tricks and okay. things like that. It's just that both the island and the shop are very thin on books. Is what it, what I, it has been. I-
1: I'm going to, ch- I'm still going to cheat and give myself three options. And you can tell me which one I'm allowed to keep. But uh, <laughs> One would still be strong magic. The other would be, um, uh, the actual, that I just reviewed this la- last year, a little while ago for genie magazine, but, uh, Josh Shea's uh, talk about tricks, hardbound collection. Okay. And the reason is it has a wide, wide variety. Now it's all, it's close up, mm-hmm. almost entirely close up, but there's a nice wide variety of different, uh, of things that you can at least inspire. Um, I've, it's a fun piece to just open to any page and say, yeah. hmm, "I'm going to try this." Um, but the the passionate one that I would get my 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 real heartstring book is my first real magic book, which was uh, real in, in air quotes, but um, uh, a, a modern a Bobo a modern coin magic. Really, um, my Bobo. I'm going to grab it here because the people can't see it at home, but you'll appreciate this.
0: Oh wow! So for our audio, our, our podcast listeners, uh, we are looking at what used to be a book. <laughs> it is, it is dog-eared. It is stained. It is barely. I don't together. even know
1: what some of these stains are, and I don't want to know.
0: That is uh, that is a that is a book that has been used and learned from.
1: It is a loved book. I love, that's, I so love modern coin magic and it was written, introduced me to coin magic in general. Now I'm going to cheat further and say I'm going to use this as a platform because, okay. and you can cut me off if you want to, but in the, in the pandemic, uh, you say, what's the desert island book? Well, everyone has books or DVDs or videos that they haven't watched, right? Mm-hmm. So. There's, when you're gonna have, by the time you're done, you're gonna to have so many things that you've never even opened. Mm-hmm. So my new challenge to everyone is, and I, I say this all the time, take your, take your books. Suppose you have three bookshelves of a mm-hmm. hundred books each, right? So you have 300 books, you know, one through a hundred and they're labeled. Go into your random number generator, a.k.a. iPhone, and mm-hmm. say, give me a number between 1 and 3. And it'll say 1, 2, or 3. It says 2. Great. Go down to book number 2. Give me a number between 1 and 100. Mm-hmm. 17. Count over 17. Pick up that book. Give me a uh, how many pages in it. There's 250 pages. Hey, Siri, give me a number between 1 and 250. Mm-hmm. Uh, 117. Open to page 117 and learn that trick. Or if it's the middle of a trick, go back to the beginning of it. Yeah. If it's an essay, learn the essay. I I put this to everyone all the time. I say you have more than you need yes. already. I apologize doing this on the Penguin Podcast because you know the goal is to get more things. Uh, yeah, but uh,
0: <laughs> c- consume, please, cons- con- continue please consume. to
1: consume. <laughs> but even after you've done while yeah. consuming, still look at what you already have and give those items the love that you uh, once thought you were going to.
0: I uh, I don't. I don't work as hard as I do to make the products that I do because I don't want people to do them. And uh, every time something comes out from penguin that we've put uh, a whole bunch of work into, it's not just to get people to sell it. It's because we want people to do it. And we know that not everyone is going to do everything, but I really do like the idea of forcing your, like coming up with a way to dive into something that is just on the shelf and, and experience it. And I, and I love that. I think that's a great, it's a great thing. Uh, to put out there in the world. Uh, I do have one question though, which Mm. is we didn't talk about Bobo. So I'm going to extend this just a a couple of minutes. What is it that keeps bringing you back to Bobo? Because that is a loved book that you showed me.
1: This feels like an Encanto reference. We don't talk about Bobo. Um, (laughs) Uh, I, I think it's probably nostalgia mm-hmm. because it was the first introduction to Sleight of Hand that I had. I think I may have had Bill Tars. Now You See It, Now You Don't, but yeah. I don't know which came first. I think what it was, was I got it probably far too young for my ability to understand, but I got it when I was probably in seventh grade. Yeah. And I remember reading through the whole, th- literally the whole book mm-hmm. and not understanding at least a third of it, especially into the coin box chapters and, yeah. It, the things that just and, and access to gimmicks that I had no, I didn't have access to a magic shop or mm-hmm. anything. The internet didn't exist when I was a kid. Um, so um, Penguin didn't exist, you know, I would have all these things. But I'm, I, I bought, I, I, my dad brought this back from me and I read it and I just fell in love with it and yeah. I just learned, I just, I learned everything that I knew, coin magic from that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it I learned incorrectly until I until I met other people who do the thing. So I guess yeah, nostalgia. um, But like more functional nostalgia than Mm -hmm. the Fisher Price magic set up there on the top of my shelf. (laughs) Well, right there. Those
0: are three fantastic books, and I. I really appreciate you sharing all of them with us and challenging the audience at the same time. Francis Minotti, thanks nice. so much for joining us on Desert Island. My magic. pleasure. Thanks so much to Francis Minotti for joining me on the show. On to the main event. Pete Scarino is better known to the world as Paz Magic, P A S Magic. He has more than 9 million subscribers on YouTube, creates incredible videos, and has a wild sense of creativity that his audiences love. He works with enormous brands and shows off some of the hottest new magic to his subscribers using his innovative Siri Rates Magic Trick series. Our social media team is crazy about him, and I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. So I grabbed a bit of Pete's time on Zoom, and now you get to join our conversation. Pete Serino, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. It's great to get in touch with you because I got turned on to you by our social media team uh, from Josh Birch. And you have, am I I reading this correctly, 7 million followers on YouTube and 5.3 million followers on TikTok? (laughs)
2: Yeah, I don't believe it myself sometimes because it happened so quick just within the last like two years.
0: Uh, and your your social media stuff is fascinating because you're you're doing like marketed tricks, your own tricks, and you got some chops, man. like tell me how this social media thing got rolling for you because normally most of the magicians that I interview are like, Working pros that are like touring the country or doing theaters or, you know, or like releasing a bunch of stuff. And you are approaching it very differently. And I feel like magicians need to give another look at social media because it is, it's almost like it's become a new venue for magic. And you are one of the ones who is clearly doing it right.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's all over the place, really. People have many mixed opinions, as you know. And how I got into it was. 2017, I think I was only in eighth grade, and my friends would always want to see tricks in school. And I would do them during lunchtime and recess, all the time. And they're like, oh, we want to see more stuff. So I was like, okay, how about I give Instagram a shot? So I started posting on Instagram. And funny enough, the videos were without my face, just me on a close-up mat. And they're just basically... Pure sleight of hand videos, like no like, mm-hmm. rate the magic or anything, just pure sleight of hand, and nothing really happened until twenty twenty, mm-hmm. where I began posting on TikTok and figured out what worked. And then I've posted every single day and have never missed a day since twenty twenty.
0: The the magic you choose is pretty interesting because I think that. Mm one of the things that i see is a, a lot on instagram is or a lot on tiktok is this idea that like it's okay if the person that you're performing for sees how the trick works because really what you're performing for is the is the camera but a lot of the stuff yep. you're doing is i mean it, i mean it's you you're getting these real reactions and you're really performing stuff in a way that you're you're almost performing for the people that you're pre- performing for as well as the people on camera. Like, how do you how do you yeah. choose tricks for social media?
2: There's a lot of different ways to choose like specific tricks, and visual gimmicks work the best. Mm-hmm. And as you know, people tell me, "Oh, you only do uh, gimmicks. You don't know sleight of hand." And then Josh Birch told me he watched some of my lives on TikTok me actually doing sleight of hand and stuff and that's different because I get to showcase just a video showing a gimmick I get to show I actually can perform and have performed
0: do you gig when you're not doing like I mean are you doing like walk around because you're based in San Diego right
2: yeah so I live in San Diego and I used to do gigs all the time Uh, Christmas parties parties weddings as of lately not as much, mm-hmm. but I don't mind if I get an email or or something. I'll go do it right away.
0: Uh, when 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 you're putting together the, it seems like you have a different set of magic that you like a different kind of video that you do on YouTube versus Instagram versus TikTok. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about developing the different platforms?
2: Yeah. So basically, my number one key for anybody trying social media is try out a bunch of different things on every platform. I've had a video get a thousand views on Instagram, same video get 10 million views on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So you never know what works. If you watch my videos before, I'll do a video with Siri, it will do good on YouTube. Instagram, you know, doing a trick with my dad or brother might do better. It's because the algorithm likes it more.
0: The Siri ones are particularly interesting because it's almost like a sketch where you're. Uh, you, that, that seems like a more written thing. Like you're ta- like you're talking to Siri, but I mean these are. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. These are not canned prompts from Siri. Like you have you have you nope. put the work in to make it look like you're performing for Siri and and getting her to yep. respond and like hate some tricks and love other tricks.
2: Yeah, that's all in the editing process. So, funny enough, I'm sitting in the same spot I film right now. Yeah. And when I do a trick to Siri, there's no talking or nothing. I'm reacting to nobody. <laughs> I have to fill it in after. And I'm not scripting it out. It's all just I feel works, mm-hmm. and then I just put it in after.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah. When uh, With with the social media stuff, are you, mm-hmm. do, is, there, is there sort of a goal uh, at the end of some of this? Because I think that, like, some, I have a couple of friends who are very big influencers, uh, like, uh, yeah. on, on TikTok. And I know some magicians who will tell me I need to get involved in social media stuff. Like, when Penguin Magic does something for social media, we have a very clear goal in mind. We want to show you a cool trick so you'll buy it. For you, mm-hmm. what, is, what is the difference here? What, what, are you, what are you sort of driving towards with social media?
2: I'm just trying to build up my name as much as I can and be known that I could do magic and I figured out a way to make it work on social media if that makes any sense yeah and then the goal is always a show in Vegas and because I always love performing mm-hmm. I just think social media is the best way for me to get my name out for these big events or these big corporate
0: gigs it's uh it's amazing stuff and I think that You've sort of, you seem to have like, not just figured it out, but become like a really positive role model. Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show is brought to you by Monkey in the Middle from Bill Goldman. Nick LaCapo joined me via Zoom to discuss this sensational sandwich effect. Nick, as we record this, it's it's the end of the year, and I want to hit 2024 with a bang. And I'm thinking a card trick. I know it's crazy. (laughs) Mm. But I'm thinking I want I want a crazy card trick to start the mm. new year with.
3: Well, his only um, have we talked about this trick before on here?
0: Oh, it's been a while.
3: It's been a while. This trick's too good though. I saw it on the list, and I is it too late to take it off?
0: I uh, we're halfway through. We have to tell them. I mean. We have to tell them about Monkey in the Middle by Bill Goldman.
3: Dude, don't tell them about Monkey in the Middle. It's too good. It's t- you know that's that joke, right? Like people uh, you know say what? it all the time. Like the last. Oh, this trick's terrible. Please don't buy this trick because it's too good. The la- Too bad. Last
0: time we talked about this trick on this podcast, there was somebody else in the room who legitimately interrupted the podcast to tell us not to tell people about this trick because it's it's a it's a secret weapon.
3: It really is one of those. Monkey in the middle will fool the crap out of you, and it's a sandwich trick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sandwich <laughs> trick. With a signed card, you get a card signed, and you have the two jokers examined. So you literally hold, mm-hmm. ha- have these two jokers examined, and you have a card signed, and you want them examined. It It's going to add to the impossibility of the trick. You put their card in the middle, of the deck, and then you put the two jokers face up on top. You're not adding anything to these jokers. It's no secret, double switch, slide a card off the top. None of that. You just place the two jokers on the top of the deck, snap or whatever you do. It 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 happens in a split second. Yeah, the the card just comes, just appears between the two of them. The signed card, the actual one. Yeah, you have to do no prophecy, nothing, no, no, nothing. It's just, it's just there.
0: Yeah, you're not you're palming stuff. You're not, you know, doing weird side steals out of the middle. It's just boom that fast.
3: And you can do it again, immediately and again, and you can do it under test conditions. And that's what magic belay, who you'll learn it from. That's the way he presents it. Like I want you to catch this, see it, watch it, watch me as close as you can. You're not going to be able to see it. And you're not going to be able to see it. And when you learn the secret, not only are you going to love the secret, but you're going to laugh that it flew by you like that. Yeah. It's, just so good. I, I hate this trick.
0: Oh, uh, it's it's too 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 good. And you know, they're they're hearing about it from us on this show, so they're gonna get it on discount. I know. Why are we I doing know. this?
3: I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's better that they do good good tricks out there. But man, yeah, monkey in the middle is one of the one of the good ones. And once you know how it works, I think you'll probably do it forever. Um, yep. you know, you, you can kind of. Keep these gimmicks on in every deck. I mean, it's just yeah. what you get are two gimmick jokers.
0: <laughs> I can't believe it's just and you two just leave jokers. them in your
3: deck. They're not like thick or like have a magnet in it
0: or anything. Like, they're just cards. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's amazing. You're gonna love it. Monkey in the Middle by Bill Goldman. Check it out. That was Monkey in the Middle by Bill Goldman, available from penguinmagic.com. As always, the incredible listeners to our show receive 25% off the feature product of the week when they enter a special discount code at checkout. This week, that code is SANDWICH. That's SANDWICH. S-A-N-D-W-I-C-H. That code is only good for Monkey in the Middle and only good until the next episode of this show airs. Now, back to my conversations with Pete Scarino. It's uh, it's amazing stuff, and I think that you've sort of you seem to have like not just figured it out but become like a really positive role model in social media because you I
2: appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Well, it's just you you're you're doing the magic well, but you're also uh treating it as a craft that you respect, I think is is sort yep. of the way to look at it.
2: Yeah, that's always been my thing. Like especially with Siri, I don't like revealing stuff but if I do, it will be like a pencil taped on my finger or mm-hmm. something somebody could do in school. Mm-hmm. Not a marketed effect or something that cause I don't like revealing. That's why I enjoy making videos with other people, or I try to make it authentic in a way.
0: Well, uh, what is uh, what is next for you? Do you have any like projects that you're working on, or is it is it literally just like? making a video every day and trying to, trying to get it up and, and out there.
2: It's a lot of bolts. So making videos every day and I have some projects in the work that I could talk to you about after, but there's some people email you all the time to do these deals or anything. And you never know who's watching your videos is mm-hmm. what I've learned. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you could be shocked by who is watching your videos.
0: How do you, do you, do you, are you so you're making videos every day to upload how do you keep up such a grueling pace because I mean I know that I'm working constantly I could I'll work for weeks to put one trick in my show uh yeah but you're you're doing new stuff all the time and you're doing it well I mean how long are you practicing a trick before you put it up and and how are you like scheduling this out and and creating enough content for multiple platforms how is it just because you're young and have way too much energy
2: (laughs) I, I, it could be. I think I just got into magic at an early age. Mm -hmm. My uncle taught me my first trick when I was five. Mm -hmm. And since then I've been doing magic every day. But as you know, magic on social media is different. Mm -hmm. So I talk with other magicians on phone calls and other things to get ideas flowing. And the hardest part is I try to film every day just to keep my brain flowing. So I don't run out of a video idea or I don't like filming 10 a day. Mm-hmm. I like doing one every day or every other day.
0: Wow. That, that is, that is incredibly impressive work ethic. Thank you. When, for anybody who's interested in trying social media and, you know, I mean, obviously getting to 12, you know, getting to the, the heights that you're at right now is, is a little bit luck, a little bit skill. Um, so part of it's being in the right place at the right time. And part of it is being you know talented and understanding what people want. Uh, but what is what is some advice that you wish you had gotten when you were first starting social media?
2: It doesn't matter the video you upload. It matters the consistency you put in. Whenever, I, whenever people ask me, I always say consistency is key. Mm-hmm. Every time you post a video, every, it might get no views, but since you're showing up every day, Eventually, people will continue to see your videos, and eventually one will take off. And it's happened to me plenty of times where one video takes off, and the rest of them go with it. So consistency is my number one key, because you learn from every video you make. Like, my first videos are terrible, and people still watch them. And now I try to improve every video I make.
0: And when you say improve is it is is it are you talking about like video quality or audio quality the lighting or just everything Not you, even it,
2: that you know. it's just basically showing the trick making sure it's clear and everything's in frame mm-hmm. the tiny details matter
0: I guess At it's the the, the day. it's that sort of uh being able to go back and watch it over and over again so you're you're having to Yep. you're having to get something to a much higher uh level than you might when you're trying it out just like one-on-one with people on a regular basis yep yep then how often do you collaborate with other performers have you found that helpful
2: the funniest things I just did my first collab with you guys know I'm David uh, the magic crasher oh yeah Crasher is a good friend of
0: the show I know I know Crasher really well
2: yeah so we just did a collab two days ago in San Diego here and that's actually my first collab ever really so yeah, I've done mostly everything by myself—the videos, the editing, the storytelling, everything.
0: That's amazing stuff, man. Well, I—I uh, you. know you're a busy guy, and I don't want to—I don't want to take up too much of your time. But I want to thank you for coming on the show, and um, we'll have to talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for talking, yeah, with us, Pete.
2: No worries. Thank you for having me, Eric.
0: That's gonna do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Pete for being on the show, and thanks to you for listening. Big thanks again to all the Penguin fans who came to my shows at the Magic Castle last week. It was a so good to session with so many of you, and to have so many wonderful people at my lecture. Special uh, special shout out to everyone who I shared the uh, the Magic Castle close up room with you know who you are. Local show alert, if you're going to be in the Columbus area, January 28th, 29th, and 30th, I'll be closing out the year at the P3 Magic Theater. Juan Carlos Sawyer, Juan Carlos Sawyer, that's Juan Carlos Sawyer and Mike Elkin, that's whose name I was blanking on right there. Sorry. Um, I'll be closing out the year at the P3 Magic Theater, January 28th, 29th, and 30th, and then it is off to San Diego where I'll be back at the Prestige Theater and shortly after that in La Jolla at Mystique Dining. Thank you. Looking forward to being back. As always, we're a weekly podcast. So be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform that you've been getting ready for the holiday season on. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, you're going to have to put it in the chart of one of Dr. House's patients with a mystery illness, because House is free on Amazon right now and I'm re-watching it. It's it's a feast for logic and nihilism. I love it. But if medical mysteries from the early 2000s aren't your cup of tea, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, Practice, practice for four.